Well, good morning, New Hope Community Church, and Happy New Year. I love New Year's because I love fresh starts and clean slates and do-overs, and I, I feel like every new year is like a chance to just reset, and I love that. But as we approach um, 2022, as we leave one year behind and step into another, I can't help but think of, um, you know, the different memes I've seen. What about this one? The moment you realize 2022 is pronounced 2022. <laughs> um, a little humor, but I think that um, as we look back, on maybe the year 2020, we had such optimism and such hope as we jumped into 2021. We were so ready to be done with 2020. Um, but if we're honest, 2021 has had the residual things of 2020 just kind of carry over and lead us into 2021 where we see, um, you know, hard times. We see the rise of gas prices, racial, political tensions, uh, COVID on the rise. When we thought we would be done, we would be able to close this chapter. I remember back in March of 2020, what optimism we had like, hey, two weeks lockdown for the cure. We're gonna mask up and, um, and, and we're still finding ourselves in a season of having to fight for health. And um, it's just, it's hard um, to not look at the next year with some, you know, more of a, a realist uh, kind of view in mind. When I think back on 2021, if I can be transparent and honest with you, I would say that it was probably one of our family's hardest years as we see um, as we've went through a lot of loss and transition um, just to name a few things we've seen um, you know friends and family leave the island from my parents to my aunt Cindy our dog um, we've had our church restart which was awesome but it doesn't look the same um, it's different a lot of friends have have left um, our boys, our boys have started. My baby has started kindergarten and my, my firstborn child has started high school. And those, while those are exciting things, it's also a season of grief or almost like completion. Like I am done homeschooling, you know, my, my son Judah and now he's in high school. And so it's just a different um, season. I look at like my Amazon business. I was so excited to launch it and it's not happening as soon and as fast. It's taking slower and longer and there's kinks and things I need to work out. I lost my van, you guys. My, uh, I, I, I mean, I have a van and I like it and, and it broke down. So I needed to get a new car. And while I guess new things are exciting, I wasn't really ready to get a new car in November. We got a call from our property manager and you guys have heard, but we've had to leave. We've been told that we have to move out of our home that we've lived in for nine years. And oh, the grief and the loss um, that we felt when we got that call, it was pretty heavy. And um, finally, 
this past December, just hearing of the passing of our dear friend, Alex Michelle, who was a co-laborer in Christ and a mentor and someone that we, we looked uh, up to. And we looked like he, he was like, he, he was our predecessor. Like we were just like, wow. Like we were excited about what God was doing in his life. And we always looked at it like maybe God will move us to Hawaii one day. And um, so it, it was uh, definitely a heartbreak to hear of his passing. Um, and this year, you guys, we come to the beginning of 2021. And just when you think fresh start and everything looks good and easy, um, we hear like Omicron is on the rise. Um, we have more friends, dear friends, leaving the island. Um, we look at our church and our church is just when we think, okay, we're getting into a rhythm. We all get, we get the letter that like we cannot meet in person at the learning hub for a few weeks. And, you know, we all know a few weeks can lead to, we don't know what the Lord is doing, but we, we trust him. And so I would say if we as a culture, as a church looked to 2021 with, you know, an unrealistic optimism, maybe we look at 2022 as we face it. Um, with pessimism and despair. Maybe we, like the psalmist says, like, how long, O Lord? Um, or maybe like the children of Israel in Exodus saying like, why did you bring us here? We were better off over there. Um, but let me assure you that with the Lord, no matter how things get or how dark they are, that there is hope. So let me ask you this. Um, do you expect God to work amazing things in 2022 or have you lowered your expectations? You know, the Bible says in Proverbs that hope deferred makes a heart sick. And I think of all the hopes that we had throughout 2020 and 2021. And um, I can't help but think that there are probably a lot of heart sick believers out there. There were a lot of people that hoped in something and like, man, that didn't quite end up the way I was hoping for. But let me tell you something, that our God is a God of hope. And um, before we can even jump into this topic of hope, I wanna remind you that um, biblical hope is different from worldly hope. So let's talk about worldly hope. What is worldly hope? And I think we all just kind of use hope in a sense. We all think of hope in this way. And that is hope is, um, it's more like wishful thinking. Um, it's wishful thinking that something good will happen. It's optimistic uncertainty. Um, that things will work out for the best in the future. Like, ooh, I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow. Ooh, I hope we're not late to the airport. Ooh, I hope I get a raise. Hope is used as like, it's something that you really want to happen in the future, but it might not happen. So you just kind of keep your fingers crossed and you stay optimistic and you stay hopeful and you hope that something good will happen for you, for your family, for your children, for your future. But let me say this, that biblical hope is actually the complete opposite, that there is no 
uncertainty when it comes to biblical hope. Biblical hope is not like, I hope I see our loved ones one day in heaven. I hope, I hope we do. Biblical hope is a confidence and expectation and desire that good is coming in the future. And there is no uncertainty and no finger crossing with biblical hope. And that is with today, we're gonna to jump into our text, Hebrew 6 uh, verses 9 through 12. Even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are convinced of better things in your case. The things that have to do with salvation. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love that you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. We want each of you to know this same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. We can read this verse in the context. What happened in uh, Hebrews 6, 1 through 8 is a warning. You see, the writer of Hebrews says this in 1 verse 8 says, There are people out there who have tasted and seen the goodness of Jesus. You can be so moved by a Pastor Wayne sermon and you can say the prayer and believe it with all of your heart. You can go to a Hillsong concert and be so moved by the Holy Spirit that we as believers can have this powerful Holy Spirit experience. And yet we can still choose to just say, you know what? I walk away. I'm done. I believed it and I'm just tired of believing it. But we see here in verse nine, the writer of Hebrews says, but that's not you. There are some that have had faith and they got saved and they had these powerful movements. Um, but you, you, um, we see a confidence. We see a hope that not only have you been saved, but you have persevered in faith and obedience, that you have not quit on your faith, that you have continued to walk with the Lord, regardless of the feeling and the the experiential. Um, therefore, I know the writer is saying that God is at work in you and he will honor this obedience, that you are not among those who have fallen away from the Lord, that you are persevering and that that is giving evidence to God's saving work in your life. And in chapter, I'm sorry, verse 11 there's an admonition, an admonishing, which is a warning that we see in verse 11. We want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. That we desire for you to hold on to hope, to hold on, to fight for it to stick with it until the very end. And then in verse 12, we can see a connection here. This is how he connects verse 11 and 12. And it says this, and he switches the wording here. So I want you to pay attention. He says, we do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through hope, 
No, he doesn't use the word hope there. He switches it up. He says, through faith and patience, inherit what is promised. And I think it's um, very interesting that the author of Hebrews does not use the word hope that he's talking about hope. You hold on to hope and you, you recognize the promises of God. You don't quit. You hold on to it till the end so that you through faith. And then he uses the word faith instead of hope. And so what is the relationship between faith and hope? A lot of times we use those two words um, synonymously. We use them interchangeably, like they're the same word, but there is a difference between faith and hope. Um, I believe that we need faith to have hope. In order to have hope, we need to have faith. But I also believe, here we go, that you can have faith but no hope. What do I mean by that? Well, let's look into the definition of faith and we're gonna look to the author of Hebrews. So let's check out Hebrews 11 verse one. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Um, faith is the big picture. Faith, it covers all time. It covers past, present and future. We have to have faith. When we read the Bible, we have faith to believe that God created the earth in six days. And on the seventh day he rested. We have faith when we believe that God sent a flood. We have faith um, when we believe in the Bible. We have faith um, to, to live out our lives according to what the Lord has said. Um, John Piper says this in the difference of faith and hope. He says, faith is confidence in God's word, but hope is a strong confidence in the promises of God as it relates to the future. You see, one of the saddest things I believe that happens with us believers, with us of those who are in Christ, are Christians walking around with faith but no hope. What do I mean by that? Well, I've heard testimonies. I don't know about you, but I've heard testimonies like, oh, I was, you know, I don't know why, but I was drawn to this church service and I, I sat in there and I was so moved um, by the worship and, and it was so beautiful. And then, you know, Pastor Wayne came up and he gave this message. It was so amazing. And I raised my hand. I went to the front and I was crying. It was so great. And now I'm at this church and I go to this Bible study and just trying to live my life. You see, it takes faith to believe in God. It takes faith to say yes. Um, it takes faith to say, I believe in Jesus. I believe in the death. I believe in the resurrection. Um, but let me tell you something. Even the demons believe. And I believe that there is a difference between a believer who walks in faith and there's a difference between a believer who walks in faith and in hope, believing um, in God and looking to God for the future. You know, um, I'm actually almost ashamed to admit this, 
Um, but I would say, if I'm being truly honest, that the hope um, in my life has never been more challenged um, than it has in this, you know, past, present, future moment. Um, I've experienced some things that I never thought that I would experience. We've experienced some loss, some transition. And um, just to be honest, like grief and sadness, just grieving what was and really just unsure of what the Lord has for the future. Anyways, I was um, asleep one night and, and it wasn't, you know, about a, maybe a month ago. I was asleep and um, I just shot up in the middle of the night and I just had this feeling of uh, being trapped and like, oh, oh God. And I, I remember just praying in the spirit and like, oh Jesus, like calling out to Jesus, like, I don't know what I'm experiencing right now, but, and then just a wave of sadness came over me and I, I was grieving you know, the loss of our house and not knowing what we're going to do and the loss of our friend. Um, and I was just like, oh God, oh God, oh God. And then in that moment, I was praying in the spirit, pacing back and forth in my living room. And in that darkness and in the despair and in the depth, I said to myself, wait a minute, wait. I believe in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And because I believe in the resurrection of Jesus, I know that I will see our loved ones again. I know that I have hope. I know no matter how dark things get, I know that our God is good. I know that he is working our future. And I had to say those things to myself in that moment. And so if I can leave you with this, that as we approach a new year, maybe things are amazing for you. I praise God for the mountaintops. But when you're in the valley and when you're going through it, um, there's nothing like clinging and hanging on to the hope that is in Christ Jesus and hanging on and pressing through and, and believing and hoping for it. And so here are some three encouraging things I want to leave with you today um, is one, preach to yourself. Just like we see in Psalm 42, 5, where you see David going through all these kinds of emotions like, why, oh my soul, are you downcast? Hope in the Lord. Put your hope in the Lord that sometimes, like when we're going through a midnight hour and we're going through these feelings of uh, depression or loss or despair, like, wait a minute, why are you feeling so downcast? Put your hope, put your faith, put your trust in the Lord. You preach to yourself. And when I mean preach to yourself, I'm not talking about writing a sermon that's an hour long. I am talking about three simple words, hope in God, that you would cling to the word of God and hope and, and, and preach to yourself those words of hope, those words of life in that we see in the word of God. Number two, that we would rehearse that when we feel discouraged, when we feel um, doubt, when we feel like there is no hope, we would rehearse the things that God has done in our past. You know, there is nothing like 
a powerful testimony. I'm always encouraged. I love to hear what the Lord is doing in people's lives. But there is something about when I look at my own life and I take inventory and I remember the time that I didn't have or I was lacking and I and I I see how the Lord um, pulled through and how I see how he came through in the past. So when I'm feeling discouraged about the future, I can look back to my past and see that God has a perfect track record, that God has perfect timing, that God will do what he says, that my life, my future, uh, my family, uh, it is in his hands. The word says in Revelations that the saints will overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the power of their testimony, that there is power when you rehearse the testimonies of what God has done in the past, that the God who loved you in the past walks with you and the future. And finally, uh, number three, when you are feeling discouraged and hopeless, fight and contend for hope. In a world full of cynics and despair, we, we believers in Christ have a blessed hope. Our future is secure. Um, and so I would encourage you to fight and contend for hope and speak it over your spouse, speak it over your children, speak it over your friends, over your neighbors, give them the hope that is in Christ Jesus. Um, even give it to your elders. I know um, with my kids, we're in a really um, fun stage right now where they are teenagers and they can say like, you know, there's so many emotions and they can talk to me and I can say, son, God has a plan for your life. He has a hope and a future for you. This is not it. There are better things to come in the future. Um, and I can encourage my kids and I can give them hope. And I can see like their eyes light up that I don't just encourage them with words like, oh, son, you are so smart. You are so talented. You are so amazing. But what I do is I add hope and I say like, God has something special for you and God is going to use your talents and your gifts and your abilities. God has a special relationship for you. And I can see their eyes kind of light up as I, I begin to instill that hope. Um, we're in a season of helping uh, my in-laws with some care. And I know um, my mother-in-law was pretty discouraged because she had broken her toes. And I remember we had a conversation where I just looked at her in the eyes and I said, mom, you only broke your toes. You are not bound to this wheelchair. Like just giving her hope and her eyes lit up and like, yes, like I don't want to be in my wheelchair. And, you know, and just kind of, uh, uh, it gave her that boost to kind of move forward. And that's what hope does. So let me encourage you today that whatever 2022 holds, um, we can look forward with hope and confidence in him. I'm reminded of um, Daniel chapter three with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they get in really big trouble with the king because they don't bow down to the statue when they're supposed to, and they get brought before the king. And the king said, why don't you bow down? And now you're gonna be thrown into the fiery furnace. And these men, I believe they answer with the best hopeful answer. And they said, we believe that our God can deliver us from the fiery furnace. But even 
if he doesn't, we will still not bow. Like we will accept what coming to us. Uh, we, we stand resolved in what we're doing. We won't bow to the king's statues. Hope in the future, looking forward, is saying, even if things don't work out according to my way, my plans, what I thought, what I expected, that even if God doesn't do things my way, I can have hope that a loving God is holding my future, my, His plans for my life, for our life, for our church in His hands, that I can walk forward saying, hey, this is what I, I would like to see, but even if He doesn't. Um, I have confidence in the future. I have confidence in the good God. I have confidence that God will do what he said he will do. So if I can encourage you today, church, hold on, hold tight, stay encouraged, uh, root and ground yourself in persevering through hope in him as we approach 22, as we face a, a new normal, a new unknown, have hope in God, because um, He is in control. Amen. Um, I want to pray for you today as we close off the service. Um, Lord, we thank you that you are a trustworthy God, that you are who you say you are. Lord, that you, um, that you are a God who keeps His promises to your people. And so, Lord, right now, I pray for every believer out there, everyone who has listened to this message. Lord, um, I know that we've all gone through some things. And so, Lord, right now, I just pray, um, Lord, for the heart sick. Lord, for those who have gone through some heavy things. Lord, I pray, God, that you would begin to just um, heal and soothe them. Lord, that you would begin to give them glimmers of hope and life and peace. Um, Lord, I pray, God, that, um, that we would not walk in doubt, that we would not walk in despair, but, Lord, that we would be strengthened right now in Jesus' name, that we would have perseverance to walk through this life with hope, knowing that you have our future in your hands. Lord, we are excited about the things um, that you are doing. And so, Lord, we say, have your will and have your way in 2022. We pray a blessing on this year. We pray a favor upon this year. Lord, I pray, God, that, that we would begin to have unique opportunities to be a people of hope, that we would um, shine hope to our neighbors, we would shine hope to a world that is full of despair and, and depression and um, Lord, that we would shine your hope to those who are lost. And that would be so very attractive that there would be a revival here in this community. Lord, that we would begin to share with our friends, with our family about the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. We thank you, God, that um, that our future is secure in you. 
that one day you will right every wrong, that you will make, um, you will, you are the God of justice, that you will um, take care of everything, that one day we will see you face to face. But for now, Lord, we just pray that you would give us the strength to continue to follow you and to walk with you. May 2022 be a year that is marked of us walking with Jesus. We need you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.